Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sonic Talk, episode 665. That's right, folks. It's 666 next week. I'm not quite sure what I'm going to do for that. I'm going to have to think of something. So any uh, any suggestions in the chat room, obviously not too outrageous or uh, demonic, I will be happy to, uh, to, to, to consider them. There's Discord, IRC. We got IRC back this week and also YouTube Live. Uh, of course, this is the Sonic Talk podcast. We talk about all things to do with music technology, music production, electronic instruments, acoustic instruments, software, hardware, uh, studio, live performing, all of that kind of stuff. And I just want to say welcome to everybody and uh, thank you for joining us. In fact, uh, if you are watching this, you probably, maybe you know about the, the audio version. We're also available on Alexa, Stitcher, Google, iTunes, uh, Spotify as well. So you can listen to the audio version. It's about an hour long. Uh, we want to... Um, whip through a few topics and uh, chat to everybody. Also want to uh, encourage you to maybe consider uh, supporting us on Patreon. Uh, in fact, I posted a review of the new Artoria Pigments 3 version 3 update and uh, I've put some patches up there on Patreon on both tiers. So you can grab those to the bank of 10, but it's so easy to do. So if you fancy supporting us, there's lots of exclusive content there, not just early content. It's stuff you can't see anywhere else, even though we still post all of our stuff uh, regularly on YouTube as well. But uh, if you feel the need, Please do join us and I want to say, um, oh, well, was there anything else I wanted to cover? Let's have a look. I'm trying to remember now. I, I, I got ahead of myself. No, I think that's it. I think that's the housekeeping done. Uh, oh, yes, of course, if you like what you see, please do subscribe. Ring the bell. Loads of stuff coming up. I was saying in the pre-show on Twitch, because we do the pre-show on Twitch, that uh, we've got uh, a review of the Pro Tools slash Avid Carbon interface. Very big, special, long special on that with uh, Steve Evans, who's got his Pro Studio and knows about this kind of stuff. Also, uh, inserts with quite a lot of interviews with the people at Avid. So this, if you want to immerse yourself in carbon, you can. Uh, probably post that tomorrow. And, of course, I posted the uh, Artoria Pigments 3 review last week. Uh, no, Monday this week. What am I talking about? Hey, Rich. How you doing? Rich there over in Connecticut, where he produces Hi, and engineers and performs all kinds of stuff. How are you, Rich? You well? Yes, I'm well, thank you. Fancy meeting you here. Yeah, well, two weeks in a row. It's, it's astonishing, isn't it? It's How's just that? like getting yeah. on a roll there. Are you busy? Got stuff on? Exciting things? I do. Um, I'm busy and I have stuff on. Right now, we, uh, what I have on is a plumber in the next room doing piping in the bathroom. Ah, but, is that uh, the piping that makes, also, a rat, makes a sound in your house during the winter? Is it being denoised? No, no, no. That's, that's the baseboard heating. Uh, that's the... Uh, that's the water-based baseboard heating. Um, but anyway, uh, musically, I've got things on, too. Cool. And uh, they're advertising gigs now, too, on top of all that. So, Ah, oh, we'll back, back to it. That'll be great. That'll be great, won't it, to be back in the flow of things. I certainly do hope so. Anyway, nice to see you, Rich. And uh, we've also got, uh, let's see, where do we go? Let's go to uh, Mr. Gaz Williams, who's there in his studio in Bristol. Music technologist, shiny shirt wearer, and uh, um, uh, perform. well, I yeah. ho hopefully performing sometime soon. Maybe, I don't know, we'll see. Please, please, please. How yeah. are you, Gaz? You well? Um <laughs> yeah, really well. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, shiny shirt. I bought this in LA, so I'm bringing a bit oh, of right. glamour to the show today. <laughs> it does look like you could be wearing that. You, you. I think you possibly need some uh, some Ray Bans to go with that, just to be absolutely on the the safe side. Do you know, I was gonna put some on. I was, well, I was gonna put some aviators on, but I thought I'd get a bit too criticised for that. But um, do you yeah, go for the um, fully flat mirrored ones or the slight curve? The flat ones have got a certain class to them, I think. But you have to, you oh, have to, be able to pull them off. You, I just need extra big ones, though, because I've got such a massive fat head, you see. So I need like, <laughs> big, big aviators. They only come in small sizes, it seems, these days. Uh, uh, so you, you would probably... We've, I'm sure we've talked about this before, but you, so you actually have to buy the knockoff ones because the aviators that they make, they don't make them in the right, the size that will fit your uh, your countenance. My, 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 my high... high mass head <laughs> um <laughs> yeah yeah um i'm starting to regret just eating just 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 speed eating loads of peanut butter before coming on the show that is a like, big mistake bad, dude that's like yeah mistake. that's like eating a mouthful of cream yeah. crackers well i might leave you to uh, digest that while i move over to our, our final guest uh, dominic hawken uh, aka mr Wigley, uh, who is the maker of the very fine uh, incinerator plug-in uh, his first plug-in which I think you might be uh, giving away a few copies. We'll uh, we'll talk about that. In yes, a bit. well, you can talk, talk about, about that a bit later. Like. 
or, or, or um, later. Well, we haven't really figured it out. Doesn't matter. Yet, I can we? talk about it. I can talk about it now. I haven't really figured it out. I mean, it's a desperate plea for Twitter followers, really. I've, uh, I've <laughs> so I like that. dressed Honesty. up like a giveaway. Dressed up like a giveaway. No, I need some Twitter followers. I've set up a new Twitter account for the Mr. Wiggly stuff, which is at real Mr. Wiggly, at real Mr. Wiggly. Um, and so just follow me and and tweet me. I guess we have to make it like a like a competition. Tweet tweet me how much the incinerator plugin is. And it's all the way it's all at mrwiggly.co.uk. And then I'll give away three in three days to anyone that's uh, picks three from anyone that's followed me from here. I want to make sure it's Sonic State followers rather than random followers. Hence you'll have to tell me how much it is, otherwise I'd make it even easier. But um but yeah, that would be cool. Crafty. Yeah. So follow me and hopefully I think I've got ten subscribers, most of whom is like my mum and and the next door neighbour and my daughter and stuff at the moment. So if we can get it up to oh, about yeah. twenty. Ten. I can see <laughs> ten. That, Let's yeah. see. Let's have a look. Have we got so any more? The, no. It's no, not no, so the, still at 10. Seriously, the, the, the odds of, of winning one of these is pretty high at the moment. So <laughs> get right in there and we'll see how popular it is. Yeah, I do hope so. Yes, so uh, head over to uh, Mr. W- Mr. The real Mr. Wiggly at uh, Twitter. We'll see if we can get your case. Uh, nice one. Anyway, we'll check it at just... the end of the show and just, just see yeah, it. Yeah, let's see if it's been effective. Oh, God, I hope so, because otherwise we'll probably lose all our existing, okay, our well, just existing forget sponsors. <laughs> just, just forget by the time you get to the end if it's not up to something sensitive. Just in case anyone doesn't know it, yeah, mrwiggly.co.uk, there's a, there's a plug-in called The Incinerator. That's what we're talking about. Um, so whiz up there and just follow me, and it'll be really cool. I'm sure I'm sure I'll do more giveaways in the future. Excellent. Well, thank you very much for that. That's uh, all all good fun. Um, what's been going on then? Uh, let's have a look. I've got uh, We've got a few topics. What's the first one? Uh, let's actually let's start with uh well number one why ever not this is uh, it almost seems in, impossible this is the it's a very lifestyle video this one it's uh basically pure piano e-instruments we've done a couple of uh, product presentations with them and uh, they make some really good sampled stuff they would they don't say exactly who what 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 they sampled here they're being a bit close but it's uh, essentially a gigabyte sample grand piano that will work on os ios 13 on your ipad or even on your phone which i mean i I put this in here because i just thought that just seems like such a ridiculous concept based on where we were even maybe five years ago with technology so this is the uh, yeah she's doing the session on her ipad here because a friend just texted her so now she's it sounds okay and it's i think it does sound pretty good Anyway, you know, you get the picture. So the idea is, is uh, buy Pure Piano and you'll instantly, your life will become better and you'll have one of those beautiful daylight uh, uh, um, rooms and be able to play a night. And actually, because the instrument stuff is really good, actually. So I, I think it's like half price, fourteen ninety nine. So it's pretty cheap. AUV3 and uh, iOS as well. I'll come to you first, actually, Dom, because you've developed plugins. You might know, and, and you've great, developed on it? iOS. <laughs> yeah, is, yeah. It sounds like this, not is, at the is, same is, time is, yet, though, actually. Um, yeah, weirdly not at the same time. Um, Juice is a, is a platform that I've been using for the, the plugins on normal computers, and it does output iOS versions. So I've done native stuff on iOS. Um, anyway, I mean, they, they are rapidly converging. So particularly iPads and Macs are just becoming the same thing. And I can't yeah. see oh, yeah, the I, new iPhones. One, yeah, iPhone. exactly. I, iPhones won't be far behind, but pretty much you can develop this stuff and squirt out an iOS version and a Mac version and a PC, you know, VST3 and so forth. Um, I, I guess you've got to take a little, more, little bit more care about the amount of memory you're needing to run on, on Macs and, and iPhones, but it's, it's getting really close. This, this thing sounds great. I mean... I was chatting to a friend last week about iPads producing on an iPad. Funny enough, we were saying about about Gaz um, using iPads a lot and how brilliant it was and how we couldn't quite get our heads around the concept. We're always ending up coming back to computers and, and even the idea of kind of writing stuff was a little bit hard on the iPad. I, I, my, my example was like I can write stuff on the Deluge quite easily and kind of get carried away. And the iPad just for me doesn't quite do it. So I'd be all over this on 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 the iPhone. I think it sounds lovely and it's a really great thing to have. Except I probably probably wouldn't use it that much. It's quite it's quite frustrating. And I really want to be able to leap in and use the iPad for absolutely everything. Because to be honest, I use an iPad or an iPhone seventy five percent of the day for doing something. I think. Um, 
and I listen to music a lot on it and I, and I play around with apps and stuff, but I haven't quite got into the, I always sit down in this chair to do pro music or even fun music or whatever it might be, but it sounds great. And I'm not dissing it in the slightest. I think it's a brilliant thing and it's AUV3. So you can, you can connect it to everything else. Just it's funny, isn't it? I mean, because essentially, you know, to get the most out of something like this, you probably want a kind of full-weighted keyboard, which is mm. probably going to have a piano sound in it anyway. So, I mean, I, I get what you're saying, because playing it via, you know, either the onboard or a small MIDI interface might be, you know, might be less uh, of a thing. So the portable... I don't know, Rich, you're a player. Um, you know, you're, I'm guessing, you know, I know you use... <laughs> now and then. I know you, I know you use, uh, like, Roland stuff for live, just, just because of availability and whatnot. But it's an interesting idea. The feel. Actually, you wouldn't because want a phone of the call. feel, I like. Yeah, ah, because okay. of the feel, I like. I like the way they feel. Um, I have some good. Let's let's get away from how many people are actually gigging on iPads right now and get into. I haven't played this piano, but I find I like E Instruments uh, sample sets, and I've yeah. played those, and they sound great. And they offer this kind of same sort of morphing style interface that's sort of become very popular in a lot of ways for a lot of things. And uh, I suspect this thing sounds really good. I have a couple in my iPad that also sound pretty good that I don't use. And I would love to have one of these too. <laughs> and hopefully I'll get to use one of them one of these days. I have actually used iPad on the gig on very rare occasion to do certain very is isolated things that I couldn't do on the gear that I had on the gig. So um, somebody does. <laughs> And uh, it's nice product. I, I find it interesting that they sell sampled pianos with the effects section through which yeah. you could put, you know, somebody's upright and it would probably sound great too. Um, yeah, this has got um, so, uh, Q-verb, hasn't it, I think, on it, uh, as far as I know. And aware. it's kind of like the same way they sell uh, cooking appliances with the food. I mean, it's like it's hard to sell the other things. So if you just play a dry piano and you play a little Chopin on it, that goes by very quickly. But this gives you all of these morphing possibilities and creative avenues that you can explore with piano sounds. So I get it and I'm cool with it, but I just think it's interesting and I notice it. Yeah, definitely. Well, uh, fortunately for us, we have uh, Gaz as well, who uh, I believe you, because you did a video, didn't you, recently on it, which I haven't had the chance to check out, but it was like, a, it was a sponsored thing, but you were still raving yeah. about it anyway. This is, this is, so what, what, uh, what, what do you make of it? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. So thank you for mentioning it was spot. Yeah, they, they wanted me to do something. So, uh, so clearly got a bias there. But I mean, it, I, I was really happy to do that because it is fabulous. You know, I mean, um, I think just the basic piano is beautiful, but the, the morph pad means you can really very easily turn it into something kind of a lot more um, kind of creative, really, which is see if I can get the fun. window open. Ooh. Uh, I'm just the, trying to bring um, the website up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what was going to say? But I mean, the challenge though is, is how do you, how do you get it out of the piano? And something which is a, the constant rage I've got is the removal of the eye, of the, of the headphone jack really scuppers iPhones and iPads as a really nice, simple uh, way of, hosting an instrument <clears throat> uh, there's plenty of ways to do it in in the video that i made um i was showing it being used with these things which are the yamaha oh, the bto ones oh, okay. bluetooth um but oops these are okay <laughs> these are okay but they're not great i gotta be honest like um in the most it's fine but you will occasionally like a note will drop out and i was doing some quite severe testing putting um using uh the arturia key step and playing really fast arpeggiated notes and stuff um so that's not particularly typical piano playing uh but they could definitely force your bluetooth to kind of miss a few notes there uh. so um so it's okay it's just, it's just one of those frustrating things that like you know if you connect your your phone up to your you know to your little midi keyboard um where do you get your audio from, you know? Yeah, Because that's there's a no headphone jack. So it's, it is a bit of a frustrating thing. Um, however, one of the things that's really nice about this piano is, is um, clearly, you, you know, if you've got this great instrument in your pocket at all times. So 
That that does have just need the eighty eight key the keyboard. It really. just needs that <laughs> in, in the other in the other pocket. In the other pocket, and it's yeah. one hell of a pocket. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, however, well, there's a case for the really... keyboard tie there, isn't there? Because then, if it was actually a oh, real working Bluetooth yes. MIDI keyboard tie, Bluetooth then you could MIDI keyboard tie. You could... Nick, you are onto it. <laughs> Man, I'm just full of great ideas. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think we need that, don't we? The MIDI keyboard tie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you're right. Maybe actually. you can even slot the phone up the inside of the tie as well. Like, make it a phone holder all combined yeah, in one. Uh, uh, we're on a roll. We're on a roll. I think we've solved <laughs> solved one of the world's <laughs> biggest problems here. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, but I mean, just in general, I think you know. Yeah, it's a, it's a half price until the first of June, I think maybe. And oh, I think if good. you are an iPhone or iPad user and you do make music with those, I think it's a no brainer. In my opinion, I think it's the best piano thus released on ios i mean this the ivory on module is really good but i I just feel that this one just feels just a little bit more real and when you move around the morph pad there's certain sweet spots like if you come down south on the morph pad then you get that intimate piano which has got a lot of the kind of key release noises and that sort of thing which lends a nice kind of realism to it sweep north and it goes into cinematic and you get this really nice reverb yeah so the reverb is provided by zanaptic who yeah you know, i think well, we know about they, reverb they do yeah and again you know just so, some, some yeah, quality because just cl- i mean i suppose the thing is is because it needs ios 13 you're going to be limited probably to only the models just about that uh, that were that don't have headphones because they're the lower mm-hmm. chips, so it's a, it's a bit of a yeah. I can, I, I can understand what you're the, the, the conundrum. Yeah, there. it's a little bit. But in the video that we made, though, we ran it on an iPhone six, and it ran really nicely on an iPhone oh, six. Okay. So wow. So it can run on sort of fairly old. Uh, so long as obviously the iOS uh, is capable of running a more recent iOS. I'm just going to post the URL yeah. of the uh, video in the chat room. Uh, oh, please do. Yeah. There we go. Adventures in Purex. Copy link address. Let's put that there. The best bit about my video is I got I got my friend Helen Stanley, you know, from a band Asteroid Deluxe and yeah. Blows. She got her to come in and play because she's actually she can actually play as opposed to me who pretends to play. <laughs> so cool. Yeah. So well, do bring, check it out. Bring in a yeah, cool. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, okay, so um, that yeah, that's uh, if you go to E Instruments, it's all all there. I'd check it out if you want to see that. I mean, it seems. I mean, you do need a gig free, but most modern, most people are going for. I mean, I think actually the the, the memory sizes in most sort of more current uh, iOS devices are. Uh, you know, at least 64, 32, 64. So you might have to ditch a few of your favourite tunes to get it on there or some of your kids' videos and <laughs> some of your memories, you know, just... But what price piano, eh? Um, okay, so uh, actually let's now... Actually, we'll, we'll just do a quick uh, hello from our friends over at uh, Cobalt. Modal. Uh, Modal Electronics, of course, um, wanted to let you know about the Cobalt 8, which I reviewed quite recently. In fact, they got the Sculpt SE out this week as well. 8-voice extended virtual analog synth, innovative oscillator uh, with 34 algorithms, morphable 4-pole ladder filter, 29 endless encoders, internal sequencer and arpeggiator, good MPE support for expression, modal app for Mac, Windows, Android, and VST3 AU as well. Uh, if you want to find out more, head over to bit.ly slash get underscore modal and you can find out more about the whole thing and also yes do check out the uh, sculpt se because they brought a new version out which is a little bit more actually i've got the se the old sculpt here i think i can unplug that oh yeah there we go so they made it uh white key black and white keys and 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 made it all a bit more visual because the thing about this one is that it's all on a slant so they've sorted all of that out so it makes it a little bit easier to use um okay what's uh what's oh yeah here we go now this i don't normally get excited about these sort of things and i'm not sure how excited i am but if i were to be this would be the one if i were into this this is called video sync and it's from uh show sync Version one, it's a video plugin which we've seen with Max for Live stuff before. And you know, there are lots of performance video things. This works directly in within Ableton Live. Uh, obviously, you need the latest versions, I believe, and it's OSX only. But from what I can see from the demos, it's actually got proper audio sync because I've seen these things and they tend to, it's a bit like watching ballet where you can't quite figure out whether the dancers are in time. You know, they're sort of more or less, but not quite. Whereas this seems really much more spot on and you can fire out the uh you can 
got separate instruments so that you can actually create certain textures and things by instances on tracks. It's a really interesting and performative thing, particularly with the m more modern uh, laptops which are going to have a bit more juice and a bit more GPU, you could probably run your entire show on this with an HDMI out. Now, I'm not pretending that any of us perhaps are so into doing live visuals. I don't know, Rich, do you fancy running uh, the chic visual projections while you're uh, while you're playing the piano from Ableton Live? I know you don't use Ableton Live in need of the day, but I'm just being a bit flippant there. It's, I, I first of all, have, have had Ableton Live open on stage at various times, first of all. Never to play pre-sequenced material but to use as a sort of a triggerable sampler so it's not as far-fetched as you think but um as a matter of fact the guy who does handle our visual uh direction who is absolutely brilliant and i could go on for days but that's not what this is about uh i hit him up immediately this morning when i saw this thing because i at least want him to get a look at it i don't know there's a whole world out there that those guys operate in, kind of like the world you operate in running this podcast, Nick, except it's <laughs> completely video-based. And uh, and it involves softwares that I'm not really conversant in and things that I don't necessarily know exist. So I don't know where this falls in the existing litany of what's out there. But when I looked at this uh, demo, I was immediately intrigued and I wanted him to see it. So um, there's that. No, I'm not going to be running it, but there's that. <laughs> it, it's interesting, isn't it? I think the thing is because it's so linked to the musical structure of whatever it is. I mean, I'm not suggesting that perhaps you know, you'd run your full session and the video at the same thing. You might sing, but you can think about things in musical terms and sort of bars and song sections, which I think for 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 really. Uh, sort of almost literal lighting and video stuff has got to be it's got to be a real positive I don't know Dom I, I, I'm guessing because you do snuggle sounds I imagine if you had you know something like this that also kind of dealt with the visual I mean I think it could be pretty pretty good I mean for live streams really, really well, amazing I mean like Rich says this is a whole new genre isn't it so we may have a danger of coming across as very amateur um video production people live video production people uh, oh those those damn musicians telling us how to do our video kind of thing but the idea of having it set out like a something you know like a track uh, i've always i've always thought that, that it, it, there is there's a real common thing between pictures and video and audio so for example if you in general if you took a photoshop plugin that make that, that blurs an image and applied it to audio it would make the audio less trebly it would take it off that the, the algorithms are kind of very very intrinsically linked and the idea of being able to fire not just triggers off from say ableton or a midi thing that says okay flash that light over there to be able to have a stream of, of visuals going on is brilliant because you can also do some random stuff and you know all sorts of stuff so to self-generating very kind of um, amateurish, I'm sure, from from the perspective of a, of a of a real live engineer. But you know, self self generating ambient style of video would seem to be an obvious use for for this kind of stuff. Um, and I love that idea that it can all be held under under one kind of interface. It's a really really nice touch. What I first thought when I saw it was like, oh, I can I can do my sound to video in Ableton rather than Logic or, or Pro Tools or whatever a lot easier now. I can sync in a video, and then I suddenly realised it was it was that plus 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 where you can actually do video mixing on this one though gaz is our man again because he did a i can't remember what the name of the software was but he did this Resolute. whole thing was on it this amazing, yeah um so he really is the guy because that was a midi controlled thing and and probably this is what should have been for Gaz, I think, but so see what yeah, he has well, to I'll say. To, I, I, think, genius yeah, I think the thing about this is it just looks very, I like the idea that it just seems very responsive. I mean, obviously there are going to be minimum system requirements and whatnot, but mm. I know Gaz, because you were experimenting with Resolute, <clears throat> Resolute particularly, were you yes. using it on the, on the sort of on the screen behind you? I mean, it seems yes. like perhaps one thing too many to remember while you're running a live stream <laughs> and presenting it, but. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm not quite as far along the line as I'd hope to be by now, but I mean, that's Resolume, which is a standalone piece of software. But what's good about Resolume is that it, it has full MIDI kind of sync in there and you can, um, you know, run MIDI into it. You can sort of clock it and you can obviously use MIDI controllers for manipulating the visuals, which is a load of fun. Uh, I'm working on a video project at the moment uh, with it. So, that, so I'm trying to 
immerse myself more with it. However, I was looking at this and thinking, cool, yeah, the fact it runs inside of Ableton and with all of the clip launching, because Resolume works like a kind of Ableton style thing with clip launching uh, the visuals. Yeah, I think that's um, the thing, isn't it? It sort of feels yeah. a bit like you're, that there's a level of disconnect. The fact that this is on the mm. same boundaries as your arrangement yeah. just makes it immediately right. more you know, mm. accessible, I think. It's also interesting that out of the out of the door, this is running on uh, M1 Max natively. Obviously, the big Apple announcement, which I don't know if you're planning on talking about today, the, the new iMacs and stuff. You know, we're seeing more of these M1s and also M1s in iPads as well. So seeing that this runs native on M1 then is interesting because my first thought when I was seeing this was just how much extra... Uh, processor load it was going to put onto Ableton if you're already running lots of VSTs or yeah. AUs or whatever, uh, then this is well, video typically kind of brings machines to their knees. So, well, I suppose the, uh, thing, is, I suppose the thing about this is it's going to be focusing on the GPU cores, which are probably less of less what Ableton would be using so much. I mean, you would need RAM Good and points. stuff. So, I don't know mm -hmm. whether or not that would be the case. I mean, I think. I think it could be, but I'm, I'm not sure how hmm. much different. I mean, and also, as we know, I think even since uh, Ableton 10, uh, the sort of integration at a kind of uh, um, you know engine level with Max is way, way, way more efficient than it used to be. So those kind of considerations are slightly less of a concern, perhaps. Yes, and also it does. You can network it, can't you, as well? So you could, you could be running it inside of Ableton, but getting all of the processing done on another device on another machine as well so i'd imagine that's how it would be used for a lot of professional applications um but yeah exciting stuff i definitely would like to try it out um uh although i'm making headway into resolumes i wouldn't want to kind of uh <laughs> yeah but you need to run that i suppose you'd be running that on a separate machine wouldn't you whereas this you might be able yeah. to get away with if you've got enough M1 grunt, you might be able to run them together. Or I guess you could run two via Ableton Link, and that might... Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. But Resolume well, I mean, isn't cheap. No, no sorry. No, to yeah, it's, I mean, it's a, it's a pretty hefty thing. Now, so if you've already made that investment in Ableton, this is definitely a, a very big plus point about how we're, about getting involved with this one, I think. I mean, Resolume does look amazing, but, you know, it. it I don't know, it's, there's something really nice and funky about having the whole thing just built into Ableton, which is very live-oriented and very easy to use in that respect. Yeah. You know, it just seems a natural extension. Yeah, I'm just looking to see. Uh, oh, no, that's not it. That's what I want here. I, I think this is, I think it's about 170 quid. Yeah, 170 mm. quid, it looks like. Oh, okay. I'm switch me, uh, I've got my overhead camera, which I just switched to, which I... Go on. <laughs> There we go. Uh, I know Hello. that warning. Yes, yes, we know that one. <laughs> I thought I'd throw that up there. Cannot play memory card, but I thought I'd put it. Actually, I haven't got. I haven't got the. the I haven't dialed in the uh, the exposure or anything. Damn, I was I was too far away there. Um, I just a quick a quick update there, Dom. By the way, uh, we're up to forty followers oh, now. To. So we've we've Whoa, seriously that's it quadrupled. Uh, wow, the thing. So there we that go. is brilliant. That is absolutely brilliant. Thank <laughs> well, you so much. I'm I'm well chuffed. Well done, live really listeners. Popular. We feel very uh, we feel very you know few. Eh? So you have a one in uh, one percent three, three quarter chance. No chance of winning at oh, the moment. So that's no. In oh, fact, yeah, sorry, one in a, one in twelve. One in twelve and a half chance of winning, which is very good odds. Having yeah, worked that's a little not bit in the gambling industry. I'd, I'd back that one. So yeah, cool. Okay, fair enough. That's good news. Okay, what was next then? Uh, let's have a look. Uh, vid two, vid three. Oh, uh, yeah, this is, I mean, this is more of a business story, but uh, where uh, this is kind of, I don't know if anybody's been following, but uh, there have been quite a lot of ramifications for, from the audio industry recently, you know, particularly when we're talking about new audio interfaces coming out and sort of delays and things. And you might wonder why. Well, actually, the reason is, uh, one amongst one of the reasons is there was a massive fire in uh, uh Japanese factory, uh, the the AKM, which are the people who make kind of like the, not the majority, well, probably the majority of affordable audio interface uh, D to A's and A to D's. So the capacity was greatly reduced. I don't think there were, uh, I think, you know, it was it was mostly material damage. I don't think there was a great, if any, loss of life, at least I hope not, because I don't want to make light of it, obviously. But the, that combined with, obviously, world COVID situation and what has resulted in this kind of global shortage of DSP, uh, actually, um, 
uh, video cards as well, uh, and also, but but mainly audio converters, which is applied to the hi-fi industry, the kind of music industry, all of it. And it's really kind of made a, a big difference. It's throwing all sorts of people out. Uh, and I think part of the thing is it's one of these single point of failure concepts because, I mean, obviously, they, they seem to be choosing the main thing. I mean... I don't know whether there's anybody's ever done a kind of uh, which side, because there's Burl Brown, there's AKM, there's all sorts of different sort of uh, A to Ds and D to As. I'll come to you first, Rich, because you probably might be one of those people who may have heard the difference between some of these audio uh, converters. But AKM, you typically find in stuff like Focusrite and, um, you know, mid to higher end stuff. It's not, you know, it's not low low grade things, but it's been, it just seems like a a, a terrible set of uh, circumstances that made a difference. Certainly does. Certainly does. Yeah, I've got. I'm on right now. Um, uh, yeah, you are. Um, interesting that it more uh, directly seems to affect home entertainment gear than. Profe- they, they in the article they seem to suggest that it has more to do with home entertainment gear and and theater, home theater and that sort of thing. Wireless Bluetooth chips as well. Yeah. Um, and and the interfacing of those things, but in any case. I'm sure it's going to put some hardship on that industry and cause people to make some design decisions based on the likelihood they're going to be seeing those anytime soon. Yeah, well, I was wondering whether or not we might start seeing a kind of move back towards discrete uh, valve vacuum tubes and transistors. Because don't they say that that there's actually, um, there have been storylines in various kind of, you know, uh, um, the, the, those kind of disaster movies where everything is taken out by, you know, nuclear war or whatever it may be. And the only things that still work are, are, are tubes. And uh, and so that, you know, that's why all of the kind of... I don't know if that's <laughs> yeah, true. It's true. Is it true? It is true. Excellent. I'm glad it's to hear It's pretty much wasn't... true. Yeah. I mean, you can still make crystal radios out of a bit of uh, a bit of crystal stone and a, and a tiny little wire. So I guess it probably would be true. I mean, I think they're talking about the, the electromagnetic pulse where you drop a bunch of energy on stuff and it just takes out all the chips and stuff. And uh, uh, very, very strangely, I did own a nuclear bunker briefly well, for quite a long time, actually, <laughs> which we bought off, as you do, we bought off the <laughs> MOD. We're talking, I was a 22, I think. And um, uh, yeah, we, we we had this idea of secure internet hosting. And, and now nuclear bunkers around the world are actually reused to do mostly new, uh, uh, internet hosting. Um, but we, we we managed to buy one of these things off of the MOD in working order, and we we put together the very first nuclear bunker-based secure hosting facility, which is still in, in existence. Um, and I think it's still the, the bunker.net still going today. We, we we sold it after a while. Um, but yeah, it's, and are, it's incredible. To look at I, I, every time I talk, I, <laughs> what? Wow. Okay. What, That's what amazing. I know. It's crazy. It is crazy. It is crazy. We we were. This is not about music. I'm afraid we were employed to be anti-hackers in the very early days of the internet. So we were we, we were working for. I guess I could say it now because it's a long time ago. We were working for Virgin in um, uh, Camden where they had their sort of central office that catered uh, infrastructure to all the Virgin operations. And they had a a server room, which they they put together a very early website. We were being employed to stop people hacking it because there was an episode where someone had hacked one of their sites and replaced the front cover with a picture of the Spice Girls with funny heads stuck on. This is back in the day when it was a laugh, basically. No one was getting their credit cards stolen. They were just damaging their brand a bit. So we were working on this and we were getting paid really well. And the aircon failed in their server room. And so somebody left the back door open, which happened to go onto a canal towpath. And we realized that we, they were paying us to do all this stuff. You could just walk in and take the server out and just take it home and hack it to your heart's content. So we realized physical security was important. And then this thing came up for sale. Well, this thing came up for sale in the Telegraph. There was an article saying nuclear bunker for sale. And one thing led to another. We bought it. We sealed big and what are we going to do with it? And, and it's, still, it's still going. And, and it was a brilliant kind of USP for, the, for being a, you know, a, an absolutely fantastic uh, hosting. Because this thing was 17 acres above ground and 60,000 square foot below ground. It's like a, an office, three, four office building underground. And anyway, completely digress. They had EMP shielding within this thing. Oh, <laughs> so, so they had a room which was completely surrounded by metal. Um, the, whole, the whole thing was concrete, but on massive rubber. So it would shake if it, if it had got bombed. And wow. inside the room, it was designed to house uh, over the horizon radar. So you'd have all these people sitting there looking at the round James Bondy screens, looking at radar 
radar to see if there was an incoming missile strike. And the idea was if they spot that missile strike, they would launch the warning and, and everything would kick off effectively. So they were the first kind of people that would see it. And so a lot of these devices were in shielding with inside there because they would have been one of the first targets, allegedly. Um, so the, the, the next thing was they shut the doors and they would have to survive the incoming blast long enough to be able to kind of say where the threat was and all the rest of it. And these impose, I mean, they're massive, as big as my house, you know, in a, in, in a completely shielded environment, all, all kind of locked down to a very strange feeling inside as well. Very, it smelled of, um, you know, that thunder smell. Uh, uh, cold you smell I know electricity, yeah, electricity no, I on uh, the uh, air. Whatever it's called. It, just weird. Just, you, wow. Do you know what I mean? You can sort of smell the, 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 the electricity a little bit. But yeah, yeah, so there you go. <laughs> wow. I'm going to write have, a you book got an, have you got an anecdote to compete with that? Or uh, what's well, your opinion on the AKM, the shortage? <laughs> <laughs> How can you follow that? Um, incidentally, was that in Sandwich in Kent? By any It was reason? indeed in Sandwich in Kent. Yes, it was. Okay. That's that. I applied. That I, I got that. I got the plans for that. I applied for it. For, ah. I was interested in it too. How interesting. I, I wonder if wow. I Wow. So you ended up getting it. I was kind we, of, I was looking at got it. it. <laughs> wow. We didn't expect okay. to. We didn't expect uh -huh. to. And um, <laughs> uh, like I said, one of the things was it was in working order <laughs> and it was costing about a million pounds a year to maintain because there's three Oof, of everything. Yeah. In that thing. There's, there's three um, generator systems. It's all positive air pressure. It's all great. We, we need to do a different podcast on this, guys. Maybe I'll do an evening <laughs> chatting about bunkers. But yes, it was. It was. It was the one in How sandwich. Fun. It was the first one. <laughs> How amazing. I think it's brilliant that you went in to buy it as well. I think that is wow. what, what are the chances? What are the chances? Like a studio complex. How oh, funny. Right. Yeah. And I always yeah. wondered. I wondered what <laughs> happened to it. I think one oh, of well, the things you, you could have called <laughs> it No Natural that... Daylight <laughs> <laughs> Studios. Right. It would have been awesome for parties and stuff, but they just didn't yeah. fit well, with, the, with the corporate kind wow. of thing. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, <laughs> I wish I could say I also bid on a nuclear bunker. I feel left out of the conversation. I can't believe it. Wow. That is amazing. It, it, I, I, I want to see. I've been wondering about what had happened to that place for years and years. And now, how about that? Well, well we, if, if I could, if uh, sorry, I could just steer us back yeah. towards the, uh, the oh, yeah. topic in hand. Can, fascinating shows. <laughs> can I? Yes. I mean, so that, that fire, When do, do we know when it, when it happened? Is it, is uh, it, it was the end of October happened? last year. No, no, it was end of October right. last year. Yes. So so this has affected, I think, Zoom quite a lot because uh, I've got the little Zoom H8, well, not little, the, the handheld recorder, and um, there's meant to be all these new microphone modules coming out for it or, or different, and that's what part of the reason why I got it. But they've failed to make it to market, and uh, so, I, so I, I started researching why because they've been advertised for a while. It was a fire, this big fire in Japan. So presumably, with it being converted Zoom, yeah, maybe so. Yeah. That's, yeah, okay, that's kind of interesting. Um, I did do a converter shootout uh, a couple of years ago uh, between three sets of converters, um, and I was astonished at how different the different converters sounded. It was, it wasn't, it wasn't like a kind of question of like going can I just hear a slight difference? It was like the difference was very noticeable. Um, there were some AKMs, uh, Cirrus. Uh, yeah, Cirrus Logic. Third ones, Cirrus Logic ones. But and the other ones. No, it wasn't. Uh, a little bit. Oh, it'll come to me. It's the one, it's the other one that's in loads of audio interfaces. Um, anyway, but um, the difference was profound. Uh, Andy Mack from Sonic, he, he listened to some of them as well. And we were really surprised just how, just how different they sounded. Um, so it, it got me thinking about how those decisions in the converter industry actually take place, you know, how those frequency maps, how, you know, what, how they make those decisions, you know, and uh, I guess with the mass markety kind of thing, they, they're looking for like a general purpose one. I know that with um, the Burr, uh, converters, they typically tune those converters to give them a very analog quality. Right. Um, the the way that uh, Apogee work typically open up a lot of top end, don't they? Sort of. So people yeah, they've got a bit of a of... smiley kind of uh, vibe going mm, yeah. with that. With the with that, yeah, I would agree. Yeah. Um, 
Oh, interesting. Yeah. Anyway, I, I, I should probably, time has marched on. I should probably just have a little word from our friends over at Isotope, uh, who incidentally make ozone, which is the smell that you would have been smelling in the bunker. Fun fact, folks. <laughs> Isotope Producers Club is a one-of-a-kind membership for producers ready to take their tracks to the next level. Once you join, you'll gain access to powerhouse Isotope plugins and a curated selection of tools from our partners, such as Melodyne from Celimony. Plus, as long as you're a member, you'll get every future update to the Isotope plugins in your membership for no extra cost. We'll also regularly serve you new curated content like exclusive inspiration-sparking sample packs and preset packs and industry-leading training ranging from our own tutorials to vocal production lessons from the world-renowned Berkeley Online, taught by Grammy-winning producer and engineer, Prince Charles Alexander. With new content being added every month full of valuable production techniques, tips and tricks, and solutions to common production problems, becoming a member is an investment in your career that grows as you and your career do. For more information on Isotope Producers Club, head to isotope.com. And of course, uh, they do two flavors of this. Actually, there's the Music Production Suite uh, Pro, which has doesn't have the Pro RX in it because uh, you may not need that. Um, but uh, it's a slightly le less expensive. But if you're looking to uh, save yourself 10% uh, on uh, any other Isotope products, not subscriptions, sadly, head over to uh, isotope.com forward slash Sonic Talk. And uh, use the code SONIC10 at checkout to save 10% on any Isotope plugin or bundle uh, as well. So anyway, thank you very much to them for uh, support of the show. Um, we did have, what are we, we're, gosh, I, I'm lost now. We look like a good system. Oh, yeah, well, we, while we were talking about converters, I don't know if this might affect this, but I thought I'd throw this one because this is, we don't normally cover uh, 500 system stuff. But This is 500 this. R8. It's 500 rack slot, system 500 series rack, audio USB interface. audio interface analog summing mixer, monitor controller, and zero latency artist mixer built in to a 4U chassis. We call it a studio in a box. 500R8 is the perfect way to integrate your favorite 500 series modules directly into your door-based workflow. When you are recording, connect 500R8 to your computer via USB, install your favorite 500 series mic preamps, set the module source switches to analog, and now yeah, I mean, there's plenty of details and effects. It's about 1,600 quid, which doesn't seem, considering where it's aimed at, it's 24, a USB 2, 24-bit, 192K. It could work as an analog summing mixer, but also you can stick your uh, um, System 500 modules in there and have them in part of the, you know, in the path or some through them. It just looked like a really elegant system. I mean, you know, I guess it's getting up to the sort of price of high-end RME stuff uh, or, you know, a, a bit of Beano or Apollo or whatever, but or Universal Audio. But it seems like a very specific thing. And if you've already got some System 500, this looks really interesting. I don't know, Rich, whether you've come across this stuff before, but I'm really into the idea of uh, audio interfaces that also work as mixers. I think that integration is absolutely you know, brilliant, and I think it works fantastic. I don't know if you've come across this before, but it looks kind of pretty cool. Well, I've come across various things before, but I've never come across one of these that did this particular set of things, which is pretty remarkable. And I'm blown away by this thing as a as a product and as an idea. Now, how much does it cost? I didn't look. I didn't. Uh, I didn't get 15, an idea. 16. About sixteen hundred pounds. So that's going to be about two thousand US. So you know, it's not. I mean, it's in the when you're talking System Five Hundred. That. So that's amazing. not bad. That's very reasonable. Yeah. That's very reasonable because just buying the rack without all that stuff will cost you most of that. Yeah. You're getting you're getting all of those features for a very very small difference between what that costs and a decent 500 series rack costs. I remember spending somewhere in the neighborhood of 1200 bucks at least 13 just on the power supply maybe. and yeah. Uh, just on the rack and the power supply. So to have all of that capability coming in and out digitally and, and being able to process it inside the box and uh, with those amazing modules, it's, it's a, to me, to, at least in my experience, a groundbreaking product to the extent nothing, no single thing it does is groundbreaking, but having all of that in one convenient little box is to me 
I hate to use this word because it's overused. But Game changing. I think it's really a unique product. <laughs> yeah. No, groundbreaking is just right, as right. good as that, that's good. But, I think, I but, uh, <laughs> but um, I've never seen one before. So there's not, there really is nothing like it. There are things that do various aspects of what it does, but I've never seen this package of features in one box like that. Yeah, well, you can also link them together using, they've got a Cat5 link somehow, which I think it enables you to daisy chain. So you could have multiple, I, I'm not quite sure how it works exactly, but uh, you've got a lot, of, a ton of stuff going on here. Um, Dominic, have I seen some System 500 stuff in your No, space? no, but I think you're going to now. I've, I've managed to avoid it. It's, it's the crack. It's like modular. <laughs> and I mean, it's such a beautiful thing, isn't it? I love the idea of going, well, it's basically you can walk into the studio with your own little lovely rack of stuff. Um, and I really don't need it. I don't really go that much to studios, particularly with lockdown, but even, you know, in general, I'm working out of here, but it's so lovely. And that having that kind of with everything built in, it really is the, is the modular crack of, of, of studio engineering world, being able to carry your own stuff around. And I, I was amazed. I looked at the price and you can buy it fully loaded with, they, they make, um, uh, well, a bunch of stuff actually, but they're in particular their their mic preamps and stuff, and and fully loaded with mic preamps. If you did want their mic preamps, it's it's not a huge amount more. It's very very affordable and would appear to be super quality. Um, and it's always been the barrier to entry, really. Actually, the because Neve make their own racks, and you you know by the time you've spent on that, you it, it, that's without filling it up. You know the the things aren't. They're not cheap, but they're basically, what am I trying to say? Yes, I, I don't have anything here. I'd absolutely love one. And and this is the thing that might tip me over the edge, to be honest. But I have absolutely zero justification for owning something like that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, for those perhaps aren't familiar with System 500 stuff, often what it's like a smaller format rack unit where you would get like you know, preamps, EQs, like, you know, most of the big manufacturers, AMS, Neve, SSL, you know, Focusrite. I don't know if Focusrite make 500, but lots of make 500. And what they you would do is you bring the oh, API, I think they do as well. So you would bring, sure you know, do. a producer would often bring a, a couple of 500 racks which are you know into a yeah. studio and that would be their processing chain for mastering or whatever and people use them live uh, but they're very much thought of as a pro they're a balance system so but you can pay you think modular cases are expensive you can pay such a large amount and this looks yeah. and I, I forget i should i wish i could credit because somebody did mention this on facebook and they said you should check this out and i, I do forget I, I, I apologize for not remembering who was it who brought it up mm -hmm. but it's a really interesting little unit right mm. yeah it's i mean mouthwash what a brilliant design and you know the price of entry into um 500 rack is cheaper than it's ever been before i mean there's a really affordable midas range which i guess is part of the the behringer thing but the midas there's a bunch of midas modules and a midas rack what's it called the legend i think it's called and you get like the six or the ten for about 150 200 quid for the Midas rack and the modules, the Midas modules are around 150 or so or even less for the modules. So you can get like a full kind of 500 series um, for less than 500 quid, you know, with with a full kind of channel strip of a compressor, EQ and um, uh, mic pre. Uh, oh, yeah, I'm so just it, looking at these. I've just, yeah, yeah, and they look the, really nice, actually. Um, so the EQs and, mm, and whatnot. Yeah. I mean, I that is, I, that's affordable. I mean, it's only a single channel, yeah. but I, I'm just trying yeah. to see if there's any other related products. Yeah. Like, so there's all, yeah. And minor um, stuff does sound good as we know, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean that the case, see if you can find the case. I think it's called the legend. It's a really nice design case. And, um, you know, I, I was really very tempted to go that way. I'm sort of glad I didn't, uh, because. Oh, yeah. Here we know. go. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> it's expensive. That, yeah. That's the rack one. And I mean, you know, this is super super affordable stuff so it because it, it is an api api created this format didn't they um, oh i think you might be right yeah 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 um and yeah there's one thing that's quite interesting on my show on my eurorack show on monday i was messing around with the eventide euro ddl which is their eventide's first eurorack module that module is also available in in a sort of slightly different format but the same essential guts as a 500 series module uh, yeah. as well and uh so as well as your 
typical um, compressors, EQs, and the like in 500 series. A bunch of companies are starting to make a little bit more interesting sort of digital signal processors. And Meris, Meris, for instance, who've made a great name for themselves in the guitar effects uh, line, uh, they've got some kind of pretty cool, uh, pro, you know, effects processors in 500 series now as well. So. Um, so this oh particular god, just product, what, it's like v, v, VHS Betamax, isn't it? We'll be getting uh, uh, modular uh, uh, ra- uh, racks, modular uh, system five hundred uh, stuff. Oh no, another one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, but I mean, I think the way that they bring all of it together in this particular product is is just amazing, and the fact that you could create such custom. I mean, if you can afford it, signal paths. Um, there's some lovely Chandler 500 series model, uh, modules in there and, you know, um, putting all that into a little portable rack unit and a laptop and, God, yeah, that's an, that's an incredible, yeah, incredible Yeah, it does, it does look very in, nice. It, so there's, there's one. And this, yeah. this has got a monitor controller and a couple of headphone outputs as well. But the, the, Yeah. Uh, it's, it, yeah, there's the, the bottom. You can see across the bottom there, there's the sort of summing mixer, which you can use, which a summing mixer on its own right is not an inconsiderable amount of money. And you get that as yeah. well as the audio interface. It, seems, wow. it, seems, it almost seems too good to be good. true in some ways, doesn't it? It yeah. does. Yeah, really impressed. Yeah, What's nice the name one. of the company again? Uh, Cranbourne Audio. Uh, I don't oh, know whether Cranbourne. they're. I yeah. don't know whether they're from uh, Cranbourne, which is I think in Dorset, but I don't know if that's the case or not. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to throw that one in there. I finally got round to talking about that one. Um, that's good. Uh, let's see. Um, well, gosh, it's ten two. That's, what's the? Uh, I've got that. Well, I've got one more here. Let's just throw this one up. This. This was just. This was. This is kind of out of date because it was used to promote an event that's been and gone. But uh, the, let me ask you a question. What's the this greatest is, musical instrument so compelling ever to watch. Well, whatever you just thought of, you can forget it, because today we're talking about the noble slide whistle. Too long <laughs> has this been considered an instrument of ridicule. Too long has it been considered unplayable. Which is why I've now invented the autotune slide whistle. It bears a strong resemblance to the original. So he goes on basically what he's done. He's, he's built this Arduino-based... Quantized with pitch quantized, he just goes into all the detail about how he's midified the slide whistle. I don't know. I, I mean, it's a bit like, you know, doing that thing where, I mean, he does it just because he can, and he's obviously a very smart guy, and he's talking about coefficients and algorithms and stuff. Tim Alex Jacob, uh, a.k.a. Mitexler, uh, Mitexler, I think that's how you pronounce it. Uh, he's the guy, if I post this, I'll post this link here, actually, because it might uh, lead you to his YouTube channel. I just thought it's brilliant, and it is It is one of those things, I mean, it's like I do sometimes, you know, I kind of think of things that Raspberry Pis can do and just do it because I want to find out, and I'm going to come to you, Dom, because I know you You have the same sort of coding, inquisitive <laughs> I love mind. that stuff. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, but this guy's on another level. I mean, he 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 <laughs> drops these things in to the videos, like, yeah, this is really clever, and then you, you see how he's done it, and he's 3D printed stuff, and then he'll just dropping the thing that oh, I spent three days just testing because I mean, they weren't quite in tune with each other. So I've plotted these graphs and I had 500 different runs of this thing. Data points. And he's literally yeah. data points. <laughs> he's plotted the coefficients of this and you just see how much time he's put into these things. It's just absolutely brilliant. Um, I think he's got quite a few followers on Patreon now. I hope so because there was a thing at the, the end saying, you know, you can follow me and let me do this stuff. But it, he really is. I mean, uh, I would trust an airplane if he built it. Do you know what I mean? He, he, his attention to detail and the way he does things is, is really proper. Whereas me, I would just have like wires hanging off of an Arduino and it would kind of vaguely work, but it wouldn't be in a box and it wouldn't last very long. And then I'd probably get bored because it sort of didn't quite work very well enough in the end. And I'd go off and do something else he's just like right i'm going to make this 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 whistle work and it's going to take me three months and i've done my asana project plan and uh, and if i go and these are the bits you know what i mean it's just just amazing absolutely it gets good numbers He gets good numbers. So good. His, uh, more, his slide whistle has 112,000 views. So, you know, that's good. And, he, you know, so he's, he's, getting, he's getting there. That, that, that's I mean, great. he should I, do. Yeah, no, yeah, brilliant. Exactly. Brilliant to exactly. watch. Absolutely brilliant. I know, Gaz, I'm guessing this is sort of... It's the, it's the, I suppose the thing is, is it feels like it's that, um, it's that sort of classic British, slightly mad boffin. He's that guy. And I think that's it's just to be celebrated. Oh, <laughs> 
I've got actually I've got one of those. I wonder if I can find mine. <laughs> do, do, do a duet. Let so me see. You're finding the pitch. I have got one somewhere, but I wonder if I've got time. I've got time to do this. I'm not sure. Um, um, feel free. If I go and have a look, maybe Gaz, you can uh, you can introduce yeah, take over. Uh, your your views, and then uh, Rich can tell you uh, tell us how he feels about it. Well, I mean, the the, the design of the of this. I mean, uh, to get that to play in pitch. I mean, it's hard. It's stiff, aren't they? They're really hard to play. Oh, you got one. Oh, I've got an ocarina. Ocarina. Oh, lovely. <laughs> it's the clangers, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, excellent. We'll get copyright struck. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Have you used that on anything recently? It was very close at hand, there, guys. Uh, yes, I have actually. <laughs> I actually that through uh, through a spring reverb I've used recently and sounds really good. Oh, nice. so, uh, just just that's just sort of... <laughs> yeah. I, well, I, I, I couldn't find mine. I think mine's at home. Uh, but Rich, did you just? Oh, you've got. What, is that a yeah. slide whistle? What's that? It's an ocarina. Ah, it's an pocket ocarina. ocarina. <laughs> the best I could do. I think my slide whistle's at home. I've got. <laughs> I've just got one of those. That's the best I could do. You win. The sound of that through a 500 rack would be awesome. Well, I, there actually, you go. I've got a little Tie box. In, of, Dom. I've got a little box of toys. Uh, I've got a little box of toys because I used to do. Uh, I did a, a CD-ROM which had it was like cartoon-based kids product, and I basically bought a load of kind of things to make silly noises. Of this was one. Yeah. Do you know these ones? Vibratones. <laughs> Oh, that's like one of those glass oh, nice. uh, things. That's nice, yeah. That's nice. So you have a to really tune the entire tone. band to it? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, I have some of what these, he's having. These things, these things, I'm not going to get my feet out, but you, you put these on your feet and they're like... Uh, I got oh, one a shaker and one as a tam a tambourine. So yeah, oh. do some sort of like kind of Morris dancing. I stopped you from actually... catching birds in the garden, right? <laughs> and stop. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's good. No, that looks good. Yeah. Like so it's kind of that. pretty cool. Yeah. It's sort of. Um, I got tons of little gadgets and doobries for making yeah, noises. Yeah, I, I have but, somewhere, um, but I I just yeah, yeah I found the box. I've I've got some yeah that always like to pick those up. I remember the things that I used to realize I used to bring them back from Nan, those kind of they're like egg shakers on the end of sticks and I used to bring them back for my daughter when she was really little because she'd like the sound <laughs> they make. I live nice. Very, uh, very enjoyable. Anyway, that's that feels like a sort of suitably and finally type topic to end on. Uh, uh, that was great. Uh, so thank you very much uh, for everybody. Um, that would that would yeah. Sonic Talk. That's uh, uh, six hundred and fifty-five. Oh yeah, I didn't I didn't see any um, any ideas for six six six, which is next week. I don't know quite well, what I'm theme it. I could do. Have I'm you got not one? Horns of a pitchfork. Sorry, horns of a pitchfork. Ah, very good. Uh, <laughs> Okay, like a tuning fork, um, a tuning pitchfork, maybe. Yeah, or, I did think about that, but I don't know. I, I don't know if I'm ready for cosplay. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, maybe so. Has any has any company ever used six 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 as a product? As a you know, as a product sort of must name. have done. Must have done. I can't yeah. think who it is. Yeah, that's, a, that's an interesting any. one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, hmm. but that's uh, we can ponder that in the week we've got before <laughs> the next show, uh, and I'll try and come up with something at least marginally entertaining. If not, it will just be, uh, hopefully there'll be some news and uh, and that'll be good. But yeah, well, an achievement. Thank you for everybody who's helped get us to 666. It's uh, it's an astonishing wow. thing, really. So thank you very much. Um, uh, what was I going to say? I've forgotten. I've absolutely forgotten. How's my Twitter following? Your twi let's have a, a live update on the Mr. Wiggly Twitter follower. I'm just I joined gonna, up. Uh, let's see. Oh, thank you. 56. I mean, yeah, of course. That's pretty Boom. good. I'd say that's a yeah, Excellent. that's a result. That almost makes. Thank it you very much, far. everyone who's joined. Yeah, Excellent. thank you. Could have been very embarrassing, but it's actually turned out really cool. 
Oh, Jason Moyer <laughs> says Apple's first computer cost $666. I don't know if that's true or not. Mm. I, I like to think that it might be just cause. I don't know why, but it's it's a kind of fun thing. Uh, but yes, uh, thank you. Uh, thank you very much, Rich, for joining <laughs> us this week. It's been a real pleasure uh, as ever. Um, do, yeah, we'll see you again soon. I, I certainly hope so. So, uh, Looking forward to it. Always excellent. great. Almost, yeah, almost time for barbecues and outside weather. Nearly there here, but... Um, oh, yeah, it's time. Not quite. Yeah. Oh, it's time. You, you've got the spring. Oh, mine is lit up. I, I'm expecting parts today for my barbecue. Barbecue restaurant. parts. Oh, <laughs> excellent. Yes. Excellent. Uh, I, what did I order today? I think I just ordered some replacement uh, uh, Bluetooth earbuds because the only time I found Bluetooth any use whatsoever is for is for earbuds for listening to audiobooks while I fall, while I'm asleep in you know or walk into work. <laughs> and because they're paired, you get because I don't need to listen to audiobooks in stereo. I just charge them both up and then I use one until it's run out and then I put the other one in until it's run out. So I get <laughs> double the amount of time of nice. listening. So, you know, that's the way nice. that works. Not that I walk for quite that long. That would be like a 15-hour walk, which would probably be <laughs> beyond my physical capabilities. Anyway, Dom, nice to see you uh, as well. Thank you uh, very much indeed, the, yes. The plug-in, obviously, you would go to mrwiggly.co.uk. Is that the one, is it? Yes. It is indeed. Thank there, you very, it? very much for allowing me to uh, to plug it and for increasing my Twitter following, which is great. I'm really, really chuffed. Thanks for having we, me on, uh, as uh, We'll use you as a case study for future advertising pictures. Yeah. Don't mind. Yeah, I'm there. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Excellent. Uh, well, lovely to see you. And also, Mr. Gaz Williams, you got a live show tonight. What are you doing? Yep. Uh, tonight, I'm going to be doing some. Um, I'm going to. Yeah, I'm going to be doing some sort of song mixy kind of things uh, to, on tonight's show. Sounds so technical. Bring it. <laughs> yeah, kind of. It probably won't, and it'll probably go all wrong. But you know, we'll give it a go. <laughs> but um, yeah, so, so from that's... 8 p.m. Yeah. Yep, that's on uh, Gaz Williams, the Gaz Williams show, which would be if you yes. search for Gaz Williams on YouTube. I think there is only one. Thank and you. There could only ever be one, really. So I'm winning the Gaz Williams World War. I think. Okay. <laughs> oh, SEO. The, the Gaz Williams SEO yes. War. S yeah. The SEO War. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Well, yeah. folks, it's been a joy as ever. Thank you very much, everybody. We will see you all uh, next time. I'm just going to uh, now press the button that makes it all stop. See ya. Oh, yeah, maybe I'll do a bit of... Okay, bye.